Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 23, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So, welcome back, my friends, and I suspect today that we have a much happier young cow with us. Hey, Dave. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marvin, you are looking happy. Yeah, Wednesdays are my favourite, Dave. And that's because... Jingle, please! Hey, it's Wednesday. Everything is okey-doke. Here comes Benjamin. And he's gonna tell us a joke. Oh, hey, Benjamin. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hi, Benjamin. So, I hear your jokes are getting a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. My moose base is blowing up. People loved the knock-knock joke last week. Okay. So, yeah, I had to make up another one for this week. You did? Okay. Well, then, Benjamin, I guess, take it away. Okay, here goes. Knock-knock. Who's there? Potiphar. Potiphar who? Let me in. I need a pot of fur cooking my beans and rice. <laughs> oh, 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 a pot of fur cooking my beans and rice. Good one, Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin, that was that was just awful. Oh, hey, tough crowd, huh? Well, Dave, if you've got a better pot of fur-based joke, I'd love to hear it. Well, that's fair, I suppose. There's not a lot of those around. Okay, well, look, Benjamin, thanks for coming in. Oh, yeah, no problem. Hey, I'll, I'll see you guys next week. I've, I've got a great one for then. Okay, well, we will look forward to that. Oh, yeah, we sure will. Thanks, Benjamin. We'll see you again. Okay, bye. All right, well, Marvin, we had better get on with our story. Oh, yeah, Joseph. That's right. Now, so far, he's been sold off by his brothers. He's been carted off to Egypt. And then, just as things were getting a little bit better, Potiphar's wife lies about him and has him thrown into prison. Well, tough times for Joseph, huh? They really were. So, today we're going to hear a bit more about what happened while Joseph was in jail. Oh, okay. So, uh, who's reading today? Today, it's our friend Georgia. Oh, hi, Georgia. Hello, this is Genesis 40, the wine taster and the baker. Sometime later, the Egyptians' king, baker and wine taster did something their master didn't like. So Pharaoh became angry with his two officials, the chief wine taster and the chief baker. He put them in the prison in the house of the captain of the guard. It was the same prison where Joseph was kept. The captain put Joseph in charge of those men, so Joseph took care of them. Some time passed while they were in prison. Then each of the two men had a dream. The men were the Egyptian king's baker and wine taster. They were being held in prison. Both of them had dreams the same night. Each of their dreams had its own meaning. Joseph came to them the next morning. He saw that they were sad. They were the pharaoh's officials, and they were in prison with Joseph in his master's house. So we asked them, Why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, and no one can tell us what they mean. Then Joseph said to them, Only God knows what dreams mean. Tell me your dreams. So the chief wine taster told Joseph his dream. He said to him, In my dream I saw a vine in front of me. There were three branches on the vine. As soon as it budded, it flowered, and bunches of grapes grew on it. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. I took the grapes, I squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, then I put the cup in his hand. Here's what your dream means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. In three days, Pharaoh will let you out of prison. He'll give your job back to you. 
and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand. That's what you used to do when you were his wine taster. But when everything is going well, remember me. Do me a favor, speak to Pharaoh about me. Get me out of this prison. I was taken away from the land of the Hebrews by force. Even here I haven't done anything to be put in prison for. The chief baker saw that Joseph had given a positive meaning to the wine taster's dream. So he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. There were three baskets of bread on my head. All kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh were in the top basket. But the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. Here is what your dream means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. In three days, Pharaoh will cut your head off. Then he will stick a pole through your body and set the pole up. The birds will eat your flesh. The third day was Pharaoh's birthday. He had a feast prepared for all his officials. He brought the chief wine taster and the chief baker out of prison. He did it in front of his officials. He gave the chief wine taster's job back to him. Once again, the wine taster put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh had a pole stuck through the chief baker's body. Then he had the pole set up. Everything happened just as Joseph had told them when he explained their dreams. But the chief wine taster didn't remember Joseph. In fact, he forgot all about him. Thanks, Georgia. Wow, Dave, I've had some pretty weird dreams. I had no idea they meant something. Like this one time, I had this dream and you were there, and then you turned into a big juicy bale of hay, and so I ate you, and then the walls all melted, and I was swimming in a swimming pool full of maple syrup. So, well, what do you think that meant? Well, Marvin, God can use dreams to talk to us. He can do whatever he wants, but a lot of the time our dreams are just that, dreams. I think if it was one of those special dreams from God, and I've never had one, and I'm not really expecting to have one, but who knows, but I think if he did, then you would just know that this wasn't a normal dream. You would know there was something different happening. Oh, okay. Um, So the maple syrup? Well, let's see. Had You maybe had pancakes the day before with syrup? Oh, yeah, you know, I I think I had. Yes, so that's probably why that came up in your dream. Hmm, that's a shame. It would be kind of useful to know what was going to happen. Well, we we might think so, Marvin, but I'm not sure it was great for the baker. Yeah, that's true. Didn't work out so well for him. You see, Marvin, what we say is that the Bible is completely sufficient. Oh, oh. what does that mean? Well, I was going to answer, but it sounds like the professor's on his way. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Did I hear a question? Uh, You did, Professor. I was telling Marvin that the Bible is sufficient, and he was wondering what that meant. Ah, excellent. Well, Marvin, when we say that the Bible is sufficient, and it is, we are saying that everything that we need to know for God's glory, for our salvation, For what we believe and how we live our life, it is all right there in the Bible. Or it can be worked out from what the Bible says, so we don't need to add anything to it. We should never do that because it doesn't need anything else. We don't need anything else. It is 
Say it with me. Sufficient. You got it? Yeah, thanks, Professor. No problem, Marvin. <laughs> I'll see you guys again soon. Bye. <laughs> okay, Marvin. So yes, it might sometimes feel like it would be nice to have magic dreams that tell us what's going to happen. But we need to remember God has given us everything that we need to know right there in his word. Sometimes we forget how special and what an amazing gift the Bible is. But every time we open it, God speaks to us. And yes, it is sufficient. It has everything we need. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do forget that sometimes. I think sometimes I, I just treat it like a normal book. Yeah, it's probably something we all do from time to time. But today, boys and girls, thank God that he isn't unknowable. He doesn't stay up in heaven, hidden from us. He's not hard to find. Thank him that he gave us this amazing book so that we can hear from him every single day, whenever we want to. Anything and everything we need to know, it's right there. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, poor old Joseph, he's, he's still stuck in prison, huh? Yep, and, and that's where we'll leave him for today. Forgotten by the wine taster. But we will soon see he was definitely not forgotten by God. So, uh, that's it for today. We're out of time. So, say goodbye, Marvin, and we will see everyone tomorrow. Okay, bye everyone. See you soon. Goodbye. We'll see you then. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh. Dave.